My name is Jake McLean, and you're listening to the Life, Leadership, and Laughs podcast. Hey there, friends. Thanks for tuning in so much to today's episode. I am joined in person by my brother from another mother, Max Iser. What's up? What's going on, my man? It's uh, Sunday before Greek week. It's gonna be, it's gonna be a busy week for you. It's gonna be a mystery, you could say. Gosh, I wonder what the theme is. It's mystery. So, uh, today's show is gonna be a little different. Yeah, because. We're not just talking about you. What? We're talking about... <laughs> what do you mean, not just life. talking about me? Well, because, you know, like, my usual shows have, like, a guest on, and we talk about their life. Oh, yeah. I mean, their leadership. Their laughs. Their laughs. Uh-huh. But, yeah, we have a special topic that we uh, kind of both, both collaborated on. Yeah. I have been wanting for, like, weeks to talk about... Um, what it means to give a damn. Mm. And you, you're really trying to get back to the, the leadership part of the podcast. Uh, we've got definitely lots of laughs in life. Yeah. But I know that's been a big thing that you want to get back to. Yeah. And, you know, um, so, Max, since you're here and uh, a guest on the show, because mm. uh, this is, like, really the first time you've been, like, an actual guest. Yeah, but I'm not a guest guest. I mean, we can... That'll be another episode. Like, we can record another episode about me, but, you know, I think yeah. this one should really be, like... But do you think you should tell the listeners a little bit about yourself? Yeah, I can. So, you know, Max, uh, Jake's BFF, a.k.a. Bromance, a.k.a. Uh, brother Fun and the Mother, uh, working at Monmouth College, Assistant Director of Fraternity and Story Life, and Student Involvement, and oversee all of them Fraternity and Story Life houses. woo woo Hey. Whoop, whoop. So yeah, I mean that's what I do: student orgs, fraternities, sororities, risk management, programming, yeah. Greek week. It's a mystery. Ranks Reggie. <laughs> so uh, for the listeners of the show, regular listeners of the show, sure. there's a there's a good announcement. Yeah, yeah. I needed to rebrand the show a little bit, so we took last week off. Yeah, mostly because I was recovering from alternative spring break, mm. uh, and that's a story for a little later. Absolutely. But, uh, you know, I think when we started the show, we had, uh, what do you mean? We, (laughs) the universal, we, so I mean me, okay. When I started this, you know, it was really, um, I didn't have any videos up on the website. Mm. I mean, I still don't, still don't (laughs) say that. Uh, but, uh, it really started as a way to kind of promote the side hustle, you know, speaking and coaching and, uh, doing those sorts of things. And uh, while that'll you'll still hear me give shameless plugs for the business, it's also a little bit, uh, it's not where the direction has gone since uh, we've had, I think this makes the 11th episode. Oh, double one. If I'm not mistaken. We've only just begun, double one. That's right. So, you know, I'm looking to bring more people on the show, like the previous few guests who have made a difference in their community, want to make a difference in the world, mm. uh, people who are passionate about what they do and uh, who they're doing it with, and just people who have 
you know, things that they want to share because you never know what's going to impact or inspire somebody else. Yeah, absolutely. And I think that's, I mean, that's okay. And things in life deviate. I mean, no one ever really has a set. I think it's, it's, it's incredibly hard to just stay straight and narrow on what you're looking to set out to do. So I don't think. Yeah, 11, 11 episodes in, let's, you know, hey, you're going to have a little bit, if it's, it's been a little bit more life and laughs and, you know, that's, that's so why, that's why we're here doing a little bit more about leadership, a yeah. little bit more about a uh, topic that we're both really passionate about right now. So, yeah. So I guess when we uh, decided to put this episode together, uh, like, uh, at, like 10 minutes ago, yep. uh, <laughs> No, I've been thinking about this particular thing for uh, a long time. Well, I mean, we both have. I mean, we've both experienced what this episode is going to talk about and just how much it's affecting people in general Mm -hmm. uh, and students that we see on a daily basis. Yeah. And extending past the just the students we work with, how we see it in our everyday lives. Yeah, I mean, other professionals, just seeing people just out in the wild. Yeah, so for me, this all started, um, Max and I attended a town hall on our campus, and uh, one of the things, um, among the various topics that were being discussed Mm -hmm. about race uh, and kind of just campus climate kind of things, there was a student participant who said that uh, when they, the students uh, that are in school now, get out of here uh people in the real world uh won't uh won't care won't Mm -hmm. give a damn Mm -hmm. about how they're feeling uh Mm -hmm. anything like that Mm -hmm. uh and so basically like a hey suck it up pal yeah uh and so like on on both hands yes and no yeah but you know i think again we uh we both know this student very well and knew that like immediately like it's not what they meant it's not what they meant yeah and um we literally talked like right after it happened we're like yep that we we knew right away yeah and in the heat of the moment of their perspective and their values and beliefs being challenged and critiqued uh in the face of that adversity um, didn't come out right and that's gonna happen yeah but upon further clarification she really did intend to say the people on the outside of campus won't care and that was the most striking part for me mm. was because uh here were you know part of our mission is mm. to help students develop into actively minded citizens yeah. so, so that when they go out they can, you know, make the world a better place and, yeah. and uh, you know, do the damn thing. Mm-hmm. And so I just, for me, it was like, uh, it makes the system that we're sending these students into look so damn broken. Yeah. And like, what kind of, what kind of world are we living in if people expect not to care about other people? Yeah, and I think that's it's hard right now just i mean where society is is that there are definitely i mean it's again it's the gray 
there are people that definitely just will not care, uh, depending on the position that you're doing, depending on the role, depending on the company. If you're at corporate versus nonprofit, there are going to be people that you interact that literally do not care and all they want are data and statistics. Whereas there might be other people that are closer to you that, hey, they really care and want to make sure that you're a successful employee. You're going to deal with both people. Mm -hmm. Um, And I think being able to prepare how to navigate both is important. But to say it's going to be either or, I think is a fallacy that can be not a good one to go down. Yeah. And it's sometimes it's neither. It's not either or. It's it can be both X, Y, and Z. Yeah, or both. And you're right. I mean, D, all of the above. Right. Circle C. Midterms just passed, but if you didn't circle C, circle C. Yeah, and so uh, for me, I want to spend a little bit of time talking about uh, not giving a damn. Giving a damn means for somebody sure. uh, on an individual level. Does, yeah. does that sound like a good yeah, thing? Yeah, I mean, it's a little bit similar. I mean, when I talked to you a little bit about I, I mean, I want to talk about kind of... The opposite of that, giving yeah, too much of I a mean, damn. Yeah, I mean, that's kind of what I've been seeing right now is giving too much of a damn that it's negatively affecting the entire self or the entire person where yeah. it is so much pressure that it is negatively affecting them on all... Physically, mentally, spiritually, all, all of the illies. Well, so let me ask you this. To you, what does it mean to give a damn? Well, I think it it's hard. Um, you know, I think everyone has their own definition, but truly caring and, and showing that you are invested in what you're doing. And so that could be academics, that could be your personal relationships, that could be student organizations, that could be a little bit of everything. And the effort that you put in, you're hoping to get back out. Mm-hmm. Um, and and that's in everything. Your relationships, people you encounter on a daily basis, people that you just encounter once in a group project it's literally what are you putting in what are you getting out and if i am doing this i am hoping to uh, make a positive impact and have people care about me Mm -hmm. yeah so it's like tied to your core beliefs yeah i mean and just your core of what you're doing and and why you're doing it and you know what what you're here to do on this earth Mm mm-hmm or a KO-35 if you're <laughs> in Power Rangers in space. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, you know, to me, uh, what it means to give a damn is uh, to spend... For me, it's spending your mental energy uh, right. on the things, like you said, the things that are important to you. Absolutely. The, People versus things. Yeah. You know? But I think that... Uh, I mean, Max and I both work with college-age students, and so it's, um, for me, I think it's about how do we help people figure out uh, what they should give a damn about. Right. Well, I think that's hard because some people don't know. And, like, for students, they have been 
in school their entire life. And so doing well in school is all they've ever known. Mm-hmm. Whereas now that we're out of school, like we realize that yes, school is important. Yes. Doing your, doing as best you can is important. But if you don't do perfect keyword, perfect, getting a hundred percent or getting an a minus versus an a that's okay. And that's where I've been challenged because like I graduated with a 3.2, got into grad school, was able to get my master's degree. Like, yeah, I put in a lot of hard work, but like I was thankful for every single, like I got a B. It's like, great mm-hmm. for some students nowadays. It's like, I can't get a B because I'm not going to get a 4.0. And it's like, why do you have to get a 4.0? Why right. can't you just be like happy with getting a B in a really tough class or getting an A in a tough class? Like, <laughs> it just depends. I mean, yeah, I had somebody come into my office and apologize for getting like a 3.5. Yeah, and that and that just blows my mind because that's Dean's list. Like that <laughs> that's literally like all A's and then like A B. Like if any like somebody should be apologizing if they get like all D's, like just straight non satisfactory. Like and if you are at all D's, like yeah, I mean like it happens. Like some people have a bad semester and they bounce back. Like mm-hmm. it happens. Like that those are the students that I almost like, yeah, you had a bad semester. Like you realize that you're not perfect, like, and you're going to grow from it. Whereas people that are at that three, five and like, Oh geez. It's like the struggle isn't that hard. Like you're doing well. And Mm -hmm. it kind of frustrates me more when people are that inclined to be like, Oh, I'm doing so bad. And it's like, are you though? Like, are you really doing that bad? Because, you're on the Dean's list. Like you're being highlighted for how great your grades are, but you're just looking at it as a negative because it's not perfect. Yeah. I wonder how much of that is like pressure from parents. Is it pressure from, you know, family, you know? Oh, absolutely. I mean, there are students that have to do well because yeah, I mean, definitely parents play a role in it. Um, And, you know, some students really do want to go on to do like medical school or, you know, and then a next step graduate school and really want to get into a competitive program. So yeah, they have to do that well, but unfortunately there are students that just don't know what they want to do next and they're still putting all that pressure on them. Yeah. And you know, like I think uh, if I'm thinking back to my own undergrad, uh, I always got told like, "Mm, you care too much, Uh, you know, uh, you're doing too much. You're over-involved. Yeah. And it's like, <clears throat> what are you supposed to do? Right. Like, if you're trying to figure it out and you're trying to find out what your purpose is and the things that you want to do, then you need to be able to go out and experience things and do a whole bunch and find how find the connections between it all. And I think that one of the things that was most impactful for me was that I found how the different things I was doing connected right and i think it takes time to realize what you're doing connects and it can be easy to just like well i'm just going to do a little bit of everything because like i don't want to know what i want to do next so it's just going to look good for eventually and it's like by trying to do so many things 
that's where it comes into like the opposite end of the spectrum where you're not doing well or you're not really caring about what you're doing you're just doing it to do it mm-hmm. which can be the opposite end of the spectrum where it's hey you, you should probably give a little bit more of a damn or you know cut back on what you're doing so that you can do a little bit better yeah so that's kind of like the the task orientation of giving a damn right like right. it's the oh, I have to do this, I have to do that. It's like that stupid, like, uh, I don't even know what it's called, diagram, if you will. It's like, in college, you have to have these three things, but you can't mm. have all three. It's like Social well, life, uh, yeah, good academics, sleep. and sleep. Yeah. And it's like, well, no, you really can do all three. It just depends on how you define good. <laughs> like, you can still get eight hours of sleep and getting a 3.2. But to some, that wouldn't be good. And yep. again, like, over-involvement is a huge thing. And what a good leader looks like on campus isn't typically what we would define as as a good leader. You know, uh, so what does that look like for you? For me, it's someone that knows the balance like whenever i mean i said it at the opening for orientation this year is if you're in greek life and you're an athlete that's pretty much everything that you should do is athlete greek life and your academics academics being first and if you can't balance that then you're gonna have to make a choice but unfortunately we have a lot of students that are just they're an athlete, they're a Greek life, they're in honor societies, they're a double major, they're volunteering. Volunteering is great. But again, they're, they're adding so many they're things. They're adding so many things or, you know, there's people that are struggling in their academics, but they still want to do a ton of community service because it's what they're passionate about. And then they're involved in a fraternity or sorority. And then they're also in two or three other organizations like you need to cut back because if you don't, you're not going to pass your classes mm-hmm. and your over involvement is going to be the crux of why you're not doing well. Yeah. Yeah. There's a speaker that um, I got to listen to a couple years back, uh, Jermaine Davis. Mm. Uh, he did this keynote about um, honoring what's on your plate. Oh. And it came at a time where I was by then a professional uh, staff member, um, but uh, it was just so impactful because he said uh, all of the things I needed to hear as an undergrad, I think. Um, the, you know, how much time are you making for the people in your life who are the most important to you? Right. Uh, how are you making time for yourself and for the things mm-hmm. that you need to be able to do? And uh, list out all the, th- like I think one of the activities was like list out all the things that you had put on your resume. Right. Now, how active are you in all of those things? Right. Uh, like. Yeah. In what ways are you a contributing member of everything you've just listed? Right. And uh, you know everybody is like, damn. Yeah. Got I mean, me. Yeah, I mean, I think the same thing would say if we literally did that same program with students and was like list every involvement that you have on your email. Mm-hmm. how invested are you in each and one of those? Or is it just on your email to be like, look at my clout. <laughs> like, like I, and that's like the same thing is like the opposite end of the spectrum is like, they're 
some students that are involved in two or three things, but like they still don't manage their time well. And it's like, how it's almost confusing of you're not doing much, but you're still not doing much. Mm-hmm. It's, it's odd. And well, no, cause it's like you're, you're spinning your wheels and you're not getting anywhere. Uh, yeah, you know, I, you're, you're doing things, but you're not really doing things. Yeah. I think, I mean, I, I mean, I guess again, not everyone has the, I mean, time management is a skill right? and just because they're not doing, I mean, and that's, that's the hardest part is that there's no magic number of what's good involvement. It depends on the time management and how that person is balancing what they have on their plate and some are better than others. And unfortunately, many of the students that we were like, you're involved involved. They're like, yeah, good one. We're not going to change it. Mm-hmm. And it's tough. Yeah. I mean, I try to think back to like how I managed because I was that student. I was all over the place. I was uh, hyper extended and like nine different ways. Yeah. Uh, but I think someone like looked me in the eyes and was like, you got to get your shit together here. Yeah. Um, you know, what do you, what are you really here for? Right. And don't stop doing the things that aren't aligned with why you're here or what you want to do. Right. And, you know, it was the ability to reflect and to really think about what the, what that meant and what those things were to me. that I started saying no to things after years Mm. of saying yes. Mm. And so, yeah, I, you know, how do you create those opportunities and invite people to go along with you on that, on that kind of mindset, on that kind of journey and uh, find alignment in what they want to do and things like that. Yeah. I think it's, I mean, like when you were saying like being allowed to say no, it also reminded me of just being able to ask for help Mm -hmm. because I think those go hand in hand of like, no, I can't do this is hard for some people to admit and that goes in the same light of, hey, I'm really struggling. I need help. And people will just not accept help or you won't even know that they need the help and they're hiding it so well or they're just going through the motions. And it's a challenge. And that's, again, that kind of gets into the perfectionism of like, you know, I'm just going to hide it, let it be and just pack it down and it's kind of, I mean just you know as professionals and once you're done with school it's like life slows down and that's when it starts to really catch up and yeah it's not the same as undergrad where it's just go 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 and I think that's gonna be I don't know if we're setting up students to truly understand what it's like post-grad and what that post-grad experience really looks like. Cause it's just, it's so different. Yeah. I can remember, I think I've mentioned this on the show before, like my first day out of, uh, out of undergrad, I think I came home, I opened up a book and like read the book for a little while. Mm. And then like I reorganized my apartment mm-hmm. and then I sat back down and it, like an hour had passed and I was like, Oh no, well, <laughs> what do I do now? 
literally like some of like the first days like my first year at monmouth i would literally come home and just lay on my couch because i was just so tired like work like working eight to like eight to five is such a different than going to school like i had done my master's and like i was dead tired but it's just it's a different type of tired Mm -hmm. and yeah i mean there's be some nights i'd just be like okay well I'm in Monmouth. Like, what do I, what do I do with my time? There's right. not much here. It's the summer. Like, but again, it's, it's again, finding that balance, finding that new routine. You're listening to the life leadership and laughs podcast. We'll be right back. If you're listening to the show, uh, and, uh, any of these things, uh, the topics that we talk about in each episode are resonating with you, uh, make sure to send us a message. Uh, you can connect with me on uh, Twitter and Instagram at MC Leadership Guy uh, or through the website. But if you're listening, whatever app you're using to listen to the show, uh, I hope that you'll consider supporting the show by submitting uh, a review and subscribing to the show. Thank you so much for your support and listening. Now back to the episode with me and Max talking about giving a damn. My wife just texted me. Oh, what'd she say? Plants are ready for tomorrow. Mm. Thanks, Jenna. Yeah. Uh, we just bought this. Uh, it's a little kit, yeah? Yeah, it's like this like seed kit. She's trying to grow mint leaves, cilantro, and a couple of other Ooh. kind of things. She should make... Well, not make, but she should try and grow some tomatoes. Because then you've got tomatoes and cilantro. It's salsa season. Salsa time. Let's go. So, uh, anyway, before the break, we were talking about kind of the task orientation to giving a damn. But I want to switch gears just a little bit Mm. uh, and talk about uh, what it means uh, to give a damn about other people sure. and, and other kind of things that are going on. And so, you know, if we uh, go back to kind of how I was talking about giving a damn earlier, you know, spending mental energy on the people, things that are important to you uh, and things like that. I've, I've been trying to think through like what my guide to like effectively giving a damn would mm. be because I don't think it's sustainable to care about everything and everybody right like it's something we should always like strive for yeah um because i don't buy that we shouldn't like it's like a uh i think it's hard to say that we don't care yeah about what people say you know i think uh, i was listening to a podcast today and the uh the person was like you know he he was struggling with his YouTube channel, I was like, I'm a human being. Like, I want to be liked. It's just an intrinsic feeling mm-hmm. that people want to be liked and want to be cared for. And it gets back to that golden rule. Like, treat others how you want to be treated. And I think, I, unfortunately, there are times, myself included, we get away from that. Yeah. And I think that it's uh, that's easy to do, right? I think that right. you got to be mindful about I think if you're going to give a damn, in order to effectively give a damn about other people, you have to kind of first uh, 
know yourself, you know, right. like the things that you're about, the things that are important to you. Your values. Yeah. Yeah. Core beliefs. Those core beliefs. Your philosophy about things. But then like the the other side of the coin about that is that you can't let that influence kind of what other people should be doing. Right. Or not understanding their perspectives or their beliefs and just holding on to yours and kind of gets back to that perfect thing of, well, no, my beliefs are the most important. Uh, and this is what I'm going to say. And this is what I'm going to do because my, my views are correct. And yes, it is good to, to stick to your guns and stick to your values, but it's also good to see things from the other side and, yep. and trying to learn and grow from that perspective and, and take into others, um, other people's views and life experiences. Yeah, you know, uh, one of the one of the things off of that, I had a conversation with somebody one day, uh, and it was like right before or right after the twenty sixteen election, mm. and um, it was like somebody. I think it was the guy my sister was dating at the mm. time. Mm. He said uh, he started mentioning like certain uh, minority groups. Sure. Uh, by like identity so he's sure. like you know you got all of the you know like the gay people the trans oh. people oh. uh you know oh. like everybody wants equal rights where do you draw the line what and i said oh gosh i like made my like like skin my, the, the minimal hairs on my back crawl like yeah i just ugh. Like, and that's like, just i think it's pretty well known within my family that i'm pretty liberal yeah uh and so but I didn't like react like in a crazy way when sure. he asked me that, um, because I mean, because the truth is is that you draw the line at what you can control, your own experiences, yeah, uh, and what you do. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's not for us as individuals, uh, organizations, institutions. I think. Mm-hmm. To control how people live their life. No, and I think, like, and I think it just it gets back to it. Like, if people should be able to live happily, yeah, and we should be able to accept others for who they are, yeah, and what they believe and what they feel, and you know. It's, it's a, it makes me it just facts don't care about your feelings. It's like, well, you know, uh, feelings still matters though. Yeah. Because everybody has them. Uh, maybe some more than others, but like people just, I mean, it, people it, matter. People matter. And it gets to that. There's another saying of like, you don't know the struggle that someone's going through uh, on a daily basis when you see them. And, I, we think I think we forget about that too, and and just because someone's struggle isn't as may not seem as hard as yours, your struggle matters, and their ma- theirs matters too. Like life ain't easy. That doesn't mean we just be like, well, life ain't easy. Like I'll just, yeah, just screw them. Like no, like do yourself a favor, try and better your own life, but also try and help others around you. Mm-hmm. And it's all about you know, building, um, building connections, right. Building like, experiences. And I, yeah. And I, sorry to cut you off, but I think that's 
I'm not sure, but I'd, I'd like to make a guess that, you know, her ex-boyfriend probably didn't have many connections with people who had the same, <laughs> who were in the LGBT community, probably right. didn't know many people, didn't have a personal connection and just was making assumptions. Yeah. Rash generalizations. Right. Yeah. Based off things that he may or may not hold true based on things that he's seen in the media, seen on television, false mm-hmm. generalizations and or mm-hmm. exaggerations. Like, yeah. Yeah. I, you know, it's not, um, and you know, that brings up the whole, like, it's not on those people to or, educate. Like, yeah. To educate Absolutely. You. But at this, like the way I would flip that is that it's up to, the person who wants the education yeah. to, to ask questions yeah, and to like engage in like meaningful conversation right. with people to be like, you know, that's actually, and that's really hard. I mean, like, yeah. I mean, in your position, like being one of the very few in your family to have those left leaning views to be like, you know, Hey man, uh, that's like, that's not, I mean, it's hard to say wrong, but like that's not very fair to people in those communities mm-hmm. um, because, you know, everyone has their own opinion, whether you agree or not. But again, like it's so difficult to be like, yeah, you know, like that's, that's not right. And you shouldn't treat people like that because he'd be like, well, you know, slew of things and just, yeah. This, that, and the other thing, this, that, and the other, like not inclusive. And it's like, some people don't want to uh, dip into the gray. Yeah, and I think that, like, um, you know, I think it was actually uh, a staff member with us who said something along the lines of getting it right versus being right. Right. You know, we operate uh, in such, you know, black and white kind of situations that uh, we don't um, I actually I went to church today oh you better yeah it was actually really cool but uh, one of the sermons from last week that I missed Mm -hmm. whoops uh, talked about uh, getting lost yes and like uh, going out and exploring things outside of your Mm. outside of your circle right uh, outside of your comfort zone um go ask questions go have right. those conversations go um you know for the task oriented people who get a little crazy or over involved in things it's i think that what it's really about is getting the education learning doing things that uh get you outside of yourself and allow you the experiences to get something else out of it and then the church sermon today uh was being present in that and being with other people in in the learning process, in the conversations that you're in, and different things like that. And so I, I don't know. I just found it really, really impactful. So as we wrap up the episode, I want to thank Max so much uh, for your time. Thank you, listeners, for listening to the show. Remember that you can follow the podcast wherever you listen to podcasts. 
You can subscribe to our mail list at www.jakespeaks.org. And actually, if you check the show notes below, you'll be able to see what you would see if you became a subscriber to the show today. So I hope that uh, you stay in contact with us. You can follow me on social media, both Twitter and Instagram at MC Leadership Guy. Looking forward to uh, great new episodes coming soon. We've got a great lineup of guests coming up, uh, and I hope that you'll stick around and join us. Until next time, take care. Thank you.